My friend Ernie is an mas amazing master carpenter, and this means that his skills and his love of wood he works with are always in great demand. And like most craftsmen, he travels from place to place to do his work. And it hadn't occurred to me until quite recently that the same thing applied to Jesus. He was a carpenter for 30 years before his mission started, and I think that gave him a great insight into what was going on around him and what made people tick. I can see Jesus walking through the fields on his way to this job and that, soaking up all those things around him that gave him the ideas he would use in his teaching in the future. He would have seen a mustard seed grow into a great bush. He would have seen women in the homes he went to making bread. He might have known some lucky person who found the treasure as they plowed a field. And maybe he met someone on his travels who sold everything to buy something priceless that they really wanted. So, Jesus knew the people he had grown up with, and he knew just how they lived. And that is one of the reasons why he was able to grab their attention. But, deep down inside, there were other reasons why the crowds around him came to listen. And it wasn't just because he was charismatic and spoke well. It was what he said that made them so eager to be with him. They realized that he was a prophet saying something new about the kingdom of God. And they were impatient because they waited for things to change for so long. And they thought that with Jesus, maybe the change was happening now. When we talk about the coming of the kingdom of God, what do we think it really means? And do we expect changes to happen today? As we sit here in the church where William Wilberforce and the Clapham sect worshipped and brought about so much change in the world, how do we feel about bringing God's kingdom here to Holy Trinity today? Well, if we listen to Jesus, he tells us there will have to be changes, and those changes will be radical and risky. But he also says that when the kingdom arrives, it will be so amazing, so valuable, that everything else will pale into insignificance. For Jesus, the kingdom fizzes with divine energy, and it's that energy that's kept the church going right up to now. So we need to look at how we're going to keep the energy going so that a beacon light can shine out from our church into the community well, when Jesus told these parables, it was to help us to do just that. So let's look at the first two and see where that gets us. Jesus makes it obvious that if we're going to bring the kingdom, then we must grow and grow well. He tells us that it will take time, just as the tiny mustard seed took time to grow into an amazing bush, sometimes six foot high, but not immediately. And for those around him, this comparison would seem very strange. You see, their idea of the kingdom was that it would come suddenly and make a massive change straight away. Jesus knows that his revolution will start in a very small way, but eventually it will grow. And when it does, it will be an unstoppable force. And it's the same with the bread making. 
Jesus knew how much patience it took for women to wait for bread to rise in the dark so that it would be ready to take into the light and bake. And although we are still waiting, things have changed. And that's because we know Jesus came to us and died for our sins and rose again. We know we live in his light, just waiting for the sun to reach its zenith. And then the moment will come. But we have to be ready. We can't just sit still. We have to be prepared to respond because we just don't know the exact moment that Jesus will ask us to join his revolution. But when we do, there is always a cost. And that's what the other two parables are about. They tell us two important things about the kingdom. First of all, it's hidden. And we need to find ways of looking for it, perhaps by learning more or praying for guidance. But the second thing the parables tell us is that we need to find the time and the space to recognize the change that we need to make so that we can come and let the kingdom come into our lives. To do this, we need to get rid of all those things that stop us discovering what Jesus is offering us and just go for it. Joining Jesus' revolution is demanding, and he makes it abundantly clear through all these parables, nothing is going to be easy. But the kingdom is always positive, and it can change everything, as it did for the two men in our final stories. It may seem strange to us to wrap up valuables and bury them in the ground, but in Jesus' day, that was the norm. After all, there were no safes and no banks. However, sometimes people died before they could dig it up or just forgot where they buried it. So, as you ploughed a field, for instance, you might find buried treasure by chance. The treasure in our story was so valuable, the man bought the whole field so that it would be his, but he had to sell all his other possessions to secure it. And what about the rich man who'd been looking for pearls all his life until he found the one that was beyond price? And he was so excited, he sold everything he had to buy it. This is Jesus saying, when we give up all those things that are spoiling our lives, then we will find him. And nothing could be better than that. So, we need to examine our lives on a regular basis and try hard to get rid of all those things that shouldn't be there. When Jesus taught, especially about the kingdom, it brought a completely new way of living to those who followed him. And because it was such amazing teaching, it does the same for us today. We know how important living through the kingdom is for us. So we need to act on these parables because if we do nothing, Nothing will happen. Our church won't grow, we won't grow, and we will stay the same today, tomorrow, and for eternity. Jesus never stood still, and his revolution brought about a change which grew and grew and is still growing in the world today. Tim, our ordinand, and his group are working hard in our parish, going out and talking to people they meet, and trying to grow this church. So, 
Let's pray not just for them, but for all of us. And let's go out this week fizzing with the good news of the kingdom and ready to pass it on to anyone and everyone. And if we're excited, then we will make those around us excited too. And that's what Jesus did. And it worked.